It's time to get selfish. It's time to get selfish, or is it? You know what? I think selfish gets no respect. <laughs> selfish, selfish is the Rodney Dangerfield of self-care. And what I've done is kind of switched from trying to care for myself by being selfish to putting myself first. So instead of selfish, self first. Because at the end of the day, I'm the guy that's got to look at myself in the mirror and be comfortable with the decisions I've made, the actions I've taken, and the things that I've done. And I, I need to live within my own skin. You know, I'm the, I'm, I'm the one looking back in the mirror. So I need to make sure that the things that I do are the things that I care about. And that the things that I care about are the things that are going to make a difference in my life. Huh, that's interesting. So, I'm curious, what are you doing for your, in putting yourself first? Because putting yourself first is not selfish. What are you doing to put yourself first? How do you put yourself first? I'm curious if anybody's got an opinion on this and how you find time for yourself, room for yourself. How do you do that? How's that working? So I'm sitting here in a park. Yeah, I'm in the shade. It's beautiful, blue sky, sunny day. Squirrels giving the crows heck. Gentle breeze. It's a beautiful day. Decided to take my office outside. I just finished doing some writing. I'm working on the heartfelt life book that I'm working on. Huh. I just told you that. I wasn't planning to reveal that. Oh well, it is what it is. So I was just thinking about the ebb and flow of life. So, what was it? Ten days, two weeks ago, we had a big, gigantic wind here in Red Deer. I mean, a big wind. We had local state of emergency for something like five days. Some I was out of power for 12 hours and intermittent power for the next two days. Then there were areas of our city that were without power for like five days, something like that. They, they, I mean, there was sustained winds of 115 kilometers per hour for like a 30-minute period. is crazy. And yet here we are. It's a beautiful day today. The weather changes. Clouds come and go. The sun rises, the sun sets, and I rise and I go to sleep. I, I move and go throughout my day, just like we all do. We're swimming through the reality that is today, this moment called now, and 
we can only enjoy this moment. So wherever you are right now while you're listening to this, give yourself the gift of being present. Being truly with yourself. What might that be like? And if you've been feeling kind of disconnected, kind of incongruent, stuck, get somewhere outside, be by yourself, be with yourself. Reconnect with yourself. Take a deep breath, enjoy nature. And give yourself the gift of some of your own time. It's all your time. Every moment called now is yours to do with as you choose. What do you choose today? And if you want to share, feel free to share. And if you don't feel like sharing, that's all good too. Thanks for listening. Feel free to call in if you'd like to talk about what you're doing to spend time with yourself, where you went, what you did, what you experienced. Have a really wonderful day. Namaste. You know, I was having a conversation with some friends this week. And I'm just reflecting that sometimes in order to live, in order for something to be born, something needs to be released or something needs to die. Sometimes we need to put things behind us. And sometimes putting things behind us looks like death, feels like death, feels like the end of our world. And sometimes we just have to walk away. Sometimes we just have to release our attachment to the way things were once, the way things once were. Because by clinging on to that memory and wishing for things to be the same and not doing anything to create that reality, we're actually freezing ourselves in time. Because we're placing energy on something that cannot ever be because we're not doing the work we need to do to be able to create that experience, that memory. Now memories are sort of energy trapped in our consciousness. And they're not real. You can't touch them. You can't organize them or fold them or put them away they just are and they get triggered so memories are like our re, our record the recorder of our life but they are not our life they are a recorder perhaps of what we once experienced or something that we 
had wished we could experience. And we call that pain and anger. And maybe we don't want to experience, we, you know, it's not that we want to experience pain and anger and drama and frustration. The truth is we just experience it. We just feel it because it's just the way it works. So memories have energy. Sometimes that energy is, like, is a net positive and sometimes it's a net negative. And so for those things that are not net positive additions to our lives, we need to learn how to release them and let go of them, maybe have a funeral for them, bury them, say goodbye to them, and be willing to move forward with our life now. So what do you say? What's your experience? What do you believe? Scott Lowe, hey, big shout out. Thanks for your comment over on your station about uh, the variety of content that I have. You're absolutely right about that. That's actually quite intentional. I've always sort of done that uh, for since I came on here February 2016. I've always sort of done that. Uh, typically, it's been either life or business stuff, far more life-based stuff. Uh, because it's it's very cathartic and supportive uh, for me and uh, anchorous uh, or any audio application for that matter. But I really prefer Anchor because of the conversational component. But uh, yeah, it's been amazing. And yeah, there's uh, you, you made a comment about some of the stuff that I'm sharing and it sounds like it's hard-won distinctions. Yeah, that's absolutely true. It's, you know, I was the youngest in my family. And uh, my first experience with death was when I was 14. No, I think I was 13. 12, no, 12 or 13 when my grandmother passed. Then my grandfather passed at 16, and then my... Uh, father passed when I was 19. And anyways, I subsequently I buried my entire family. I am it. My son and I are the last dregs of Dixon. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, that's that's the deal. But you know, uh, yeah, and I've had a lot of stuff go on in life. We all do. We all have stuff that we deal with in different ways. And it all really turned around for me in 2009. I had a conversation with my life coach at the time, and it was a particularly difficult time for me. And I remember at one point she says, what are you doing for self-care? I was like, self-care? Self-care? What are you talking about self-care? I was actually quite angry because I didn't have any clue what she was focused, what she was talking about, and I remember hanging up the phone, thinking, "I was so pissed off." Well, obviously, I need to develop a self-care consciousness. I remember that so clearly, and that single decision changed my life. I've never been the same since that decision. 
making a decision to develop a self-care consciousness is one of the most important things I've ever done. I highly recommend it. I'll talk more about it in another recording. So, I was in a conversation with Scott Lowe, and it reminded me of one of the most important periods of my life. It was 2009, I think it was. And I was having a conversation with my life coach. And it was a particularly tough, tough period for me. I was not in a very good mood. I was quite a quite a complaining mood. She listened patiently for quite a while. And then there became a point, I got on for quite a while, I think, and there was this one point, and she said, well, what are you doing for self-care? Like, self-care? Self what do you mean self-care? What are you talking about self-care? That's not the problem. Well, you know, when was the last time you went for a massage? Massage? What are you talking about? Well, let's talk about that. <laughs> so we had a bit of a conversation about it, but I remember... It wasn't too long afterwards the the phone call ended. And when I hung up the phone I sat there kinda of dumbfounded that I really that I realized I didn't do anything for self care. I was just I was like a martyr spending myself for a cause. It was always about other people. I was spend, you know, spending my life for others. And I made a decision right there. I am going to develop a self-care consciousness. And I remember very clearly because it was quite a profound experience for me. And in that moment, my life changed. And I've never been the same because it set me on a path of personal discovery and reflection that has quite probably changed my life. I really have a very different perspective and view of life because over the course of time I've learned that there are so many different things we can do to practice self-care. You can be you can practice self-care with with your finances, with your physical health, with how you eat and particularly how you think, the thoughts you have, the how you relate to people, the relationships you choose to get involved in or not makes a big difference. And I found it's, it's actually a very transformation, it's been a transformational experience for me to explore self-care. And so if, if you've been feeling a little spent and a little frustrated, maybe it's time for you to develop a self-care consciousness. Maybe it's time to expand and grow and to, to look at to be able to look at life from a self first perspective. I highly recommend it. Self first is not selfish. It's simply self first. So I hope you have a really wonderful day. If there's any questions you have, any way that I can be of support. Any, any way I can help provide perspective, feel free to call in. You can ask me anything and I'll do my best to answer it. Namaste. Have a great day.